the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Busy day on the campaign trail yesterday for both Democrat Joe Biden and President Trump. The president was campaigning in Rochester, Minnesota, when he told the crowd that uh, It was just the second of three rallies that he was going to hold that day. And he also said that the Democrat leadership in the state had tried to shut him down. He says that Democrat Joe Biden would be bad for the economy and jobs. Hello, Wisconsin. We're back. We're back. We're going to win. We're going to win this state. We win this state. You know what? It's over. Three stops in all for President Trump in the Midwest. Another busy day on the campaign trail today as well. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says it's been a big challenge confirming three Trump nominations to the U.S. Supreme Court. He also told the Salem Radio Network this week he plans to continue confirming Trump judicial nominees through the end of the year, whoever wins the election. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment. For us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. Sun's in the sky. Enjoying the last few days of daylight savings time. Did we have this talk yet? Did we talk about why the heck we do this thing? Daylight you, savings time? Yeah, you mentioned it last week a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed that we can't just keep it like this because it means we have to live one hour of this ridiculous year twice. <laughs> I never no, thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, who, who the heck wants that? 
Nobody. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody wants that. Do, you know, Wyatt doesn't want that. I don't want that. You probably don't want that either. Uh, but that is what we're going to do sometime in the early morning. If you're like me, I sometimes will stay up late on uh, on this night simply so that I can get a head start on adjusting to the fact that um, I'm supposed to go to bed earlier, which I'm not good at. I have a hard time winding down in the evening. Um, so it's 11.45 or midnight or or quarter after midnight, and I'm still like, I want to read something else. I want to I want to watch something else. Maybe I want to watch a submarine movie. Maybe. Sean Connery passed away earlier today, age of 90. Um, and, of course, everyone's heads go to I, – I, I think the modern person goes either to, to having watched – an old James Bond movie with Connery, which is fine. I mean, there's certain, I'm, I, far be it from me to ever besmirch any of, of Connery's work as James Bond. It's not my favorite Connery piece. In fact, it's not even probably even the top three. You'd probably have to get down. You'd have to get down maybe below three to get to the, to the ones I like. But at the top of the list, without a doubt, without any question, and one of my favorite movies of all time is Hunt for Red October. It is my, it is like, okay, so I was telling Wyatt before the show, I probably have less than 15 DVDs, okay? I mean, again, I'm a guy in his 60s, so for me, the thought that all of your video collection lives in the cloud just strikes me as, no, I want, I want something physical. I want something I can hold in my hand to say, I own this movie. Okay. Um, and so because I, I'm, I'm for a lot of stuff that's idiotic, I got a lot of, I've got probably a half dozen comedies. I have all of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Which someday I'm going to sit with my grandson and watch for however long that takes. I think it's about eight hours, eight or nine hours of, of film. And his father will join me because he's as addicted to it as I am. It's one of the things that the father-son relationship has passed along, a love of Tolkien. Um, but my son is not into Hunt for Red October, and so I'm hoping someday I can get my grandson to, to get into it. And yes, I have it. I have it on a DVD sitting in my basement. Um, I also have the digital, I have also have the digital copy in the cloud. So that if I'm traveling and I want to watch it, I can, I probably, this is a movie I probably watch once or twice a year. Um, which is how I also feel about Lord of the Rings. Um, and, um, and, you know, very, very few other movies. Although, um, okay. Um, We'll let you in on the deepest, darkest secret. The one, mo- the, the one movie that you'd say, well, why would you watch that over and over again? It's because if you've ever spent any time around community theater, my wife participates in community theater. She is an artist, uh, a musician. Uh, I spent way more time around community theater than you can imagine. Waiting for Guffman is like a top five movie in my home. Uh, and one of the few things my wife and I will watch together and love. But Hunt for Red October is the best submarine movie ever made. Without a doubt, it was Das Boot before that. Um, before that, that's the question. Can you come up with a pre-1980s submarine movie that you would say was the best movie before Dust Boat? And there is no argument, okay? If you say that, that movie was better than Dust Boat, we'll hang up on you. 651-289-4477. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Where is Mitch Berg? This is a Mitch Berg question. Okay, Wyatt. I don't know if you'll be around and and even get a chance to mention it to Mitch, but just tell him King said, "Hunt for Red October, best submarine movie, hands down." Fight me. We can pass it along to him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pass it along. All right. We're gonna ha- and 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 if he and if he needs participation, I will be on my way. Because the weather looks beautiful today, I'm going to go play some golf <laughs> this afternoon. Um, as, as listeners know, it has to get below 40 before you can talk me out of this place. Talk talk me out, out of being here. 651 
best submarine movie prior to Dust Boat, which was the best submarine movie prior to Hunt for Red October. And I don't think there's been a movie that beats that made since then. Come at me. All right. Um, we got to have some fun today. We're going to do GDP. I know there's this thing happening on Tuesday that everyone's interested in. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do something entirely different. You're going to get a take. Someone asked, why, why would you schedule this? It's like, here's why. I have a strong belief that, that the politics that matters most is the politics that happens at the local level. And there's nothing more local to me than, than the fact that, than a school board. It's your kids. I do have the habit that if I'm trying to decide between candidates for a school board and I don't know anything else, and I think they're fairly close, but one of them has kids in the public school and one of them doesn't have kids in the public school, the one with kids has skin in the game and that person's going to get my vote. Okay. I've, I've told every candidate I've talked to this. It's like one of my first questions. Do you have kids in the, do you have kids in the school system? A yes answer. will get a check. We'll, we'll get a check from me. And it's like, okay, you're, you're, you, you go up in my estimation as a result. All right. Cause you're not going to be in support of policies that might, that might be harmful to kids. If your kid is in the school. Anyway, we have a chance. We're going to be talking. We're going to be talking today with Brandon Wright. He's the edit, he's the editorial director of the Thomas B. Fordham Institute, um, which is an institute that does education reform. He and and Frederick Hess uh, from AEI have a new book out called "Getting the Most for Your Education Buck." I want you to think about how it is. Okay, you've probably spent a lot of time thinking about. Uh, thinking about who you're going to vote for for president. You probably spend a lot of time talking, thinking about the Senate race or your congressperson's race. You, may, you might have spent time thinking about the state legislature. I hope you have. I served in the state legislature. And, that, and, and those, those ballots, I mean, there's going to be 15 to 20 um, uh, um, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some of those there. But I would say you probably have not spent enough time thinking about your school board. And Brandon's going to be on the show, and one of the questions I'm going to ask him, which is they, when they send you these guys and say you should interview so-and-so, they give you, they give you some suggested questions. Here's one of the questions they're going to ask that, I, that is not on the list. If you think about who you're going to vote for school board, what have you learned writing this book that would help somebody decide? Because I'm pretty sure you've you've overthought your vote for president, and you've probably underthought your vote for the school board, unless you happen to be a school board member yourself or something like that. All right, we have our first caller who wants to talk about a movie, uh, and uh, and uh, let me go let me go grab let me go grab those. This is John. This is John, uh, who says technically not a submarine movie john what are you doing to me okay yeah i'm a sioux falls guy um okay hey hey john yeah how you doing (laughs) um the movie that i'm thinking of does involve the military it was called seven days in may and it involves a general who plots an overthrow of the government essentially a military coup it came out Mm -hmm. before the vietnam war Right. And it's a it's right. a really good movie the way it develops, and you know at the end I remember at the end, the president says to this general, "Remember, sir, we have a system in this country. It's called the ballot box." The you yeah. know the pre- president just can't believe that somebody would try to use the you know the military systems to take power. Yeah. Well, what a great lesson for this time, John, and, and, and it's, it's a great point you're making. Uh, we use the ballot box here, and this is that time where we where, – this is this time where we remember this the most. Um, I will tell people, and I'll probably mention this again at the end of the show, but uh, it, it, it's, I think it's worth remembering. I won an election once. That, when they tell you I'm a former legislator, you know how much I won by? 200 votes. Up all, no, 10 10 votes. Mm -hmm. I won by 10 votes. So don't, when someone says to me, well, my vote doesn't matter, it's like, wrong. 
Mm-hmm. You couldn't be more wrong. I actually have a friend who's still in who's still in the state house. She won her first reelect by a single vote. Mm-hmm. Um, your vote matters, and mm-hmm. and so I say that. But Seven Days in May is an excellent movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a submarine movie, but I let it on because it's like, oh, that is a good movie. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right about that. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right about that. So, John, thank, thank you. you so much for the call. Yeah. Have a oh, great day. The- by the way, sometime can you talk about somebody, an economist by the name of Robert Hellbrunner? Could you tell what his oh, ideas yeah. were? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would love to talk about, about Robert Heilbronner. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's such a – okay, I have to ask, what, where did you hear about him? What was, what's the attraction for you? Uh, college economics. Back, oh, okay. Uh, back in 1968, 69, 70, yeah. Yeah, uh, for me it would have been about ten, it would have been about 10 years later, John, but mm-hmm. uh I had to read uh, I had to read Heilbronner right around that that time while I was in mm-hmm. college. So, yes, absolutely, I'll do that. And, John, and another one is uh, yeah. If you have time sometime, college economics spends a lot of time on something called marginal revenue and marginal cost. Uh-huh. I was wondering if that still dominates uh, freshman economics. In my classroom, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my classroom, it does. And uh, you know what? I'm going to let you go because I got to run to a break, John. Okay, but I tell you what, I've got to do GD. I'm going to do GDP. We're going to do uh, current economic news because we have the GDP report. We can't. We can't not talk about a 33 percent growth of GDP and what that means. But I'm going to take a couple minutes to tell you about why marginal revenue, marginal cost is one of the first three things I teach all of my students in the first year of economics. I'll be tell you that right after this here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Thank you, John. Stay tuned for more of the King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other For our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Hey, it's coming. You can feel it at night, can't you? Oh, take off, hey, I know. But don't say it out loud, and maybe we can hold it off for a little while yet. Nope, ain't happening. Winter's coming. We gotta start getting ready now. We've had plenty of time to work at our backyards, but have you thought about a hot tub? Well, the guys from Premier Pool and Spa still have inventory, and they're still getting more in this year, even with all that's been going on. What's great about an Arctic spa is that they can deliver them all year long, too, eh? Yeah, that forever floor means they don't need cement. So as long as you have the power run now, you can put it anywhere flat and move it around in the spring if you don't like where you put it. Yeah, but they still got them now, don't they? Sure, spas are still coming in all the time. This year, demand has been so high that the industry's having a hard time keeping up. But Premier Pool and Spa's still hanging in there. Yeah, visit Premier Pool and Chan Essen today. Arctic spas are engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplify the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com.
It's the best. I mean, I get goosebumps hearing this, the theme every time. King Banging Show, Business 1440. That, of course, the theme from the Hunt for Red October. I believe that's the Moscow Boys Choir. Uh, and um, and uh, it's, uh, it, it, we're getting good feedback on, on, on uh, the Twitter from, uh, from uh, the uh, various... Uh, Various uh, members uh, uh, votes for Dustboat. Um, actually, I believe it. I believe it says it is spelled boot, b o o t. But I believe it is not pronounced with the long oo. Um, and and if you want, if you want someone to fake the uh, fake the German accent, go listen to Mitch um, uh, this afternoon. That's one to three p.m. on business 1440 he may be a bigger fan of the of the bond movies than i am but i i utterly adore um uh, i utterly adore uh hunt for red october is as the best connery movie ever made uh sean connery passing away this morning run silent run deep ken yeah it's and the enemy below those are both fabulous fabulous movies uh uh run silent from deep run deep is uh is actually the better of the two. Uh, those are both movies. Like I said, th- it, it, and, and those both, I believe, fit Ken, my definition of something. So Dust Boat comes out in 1981. So, um, and both of those movies are from the 60s, I believe. And I think those are both, those are both really lovely. U571, Don, I believe came out after, after, it's an 80s movie, if I remember. Um, I didn't like it as much. I, I, I watched it. I didn't like it as much as I know some, some of my good friends that are big submarine movie guys uh, like it. Anyway, uh, I told you I would talk briefly. Why do I teach marginal benefit, marginal cost? Because um, John asked, uh, John from Sioux Falls just asked me this question uh, it, it beforehand, 651-289-4477. Again, submarine movies, they are, they are certainly a, a topic you can call in on this hour, 651-289-4477. Um, the reason we teach it is, is it, there's two interesting reasons. First of all, a marginal cost is always a cost in the future. Part of the training of an economist is to get, is to get the economist to stop thinking about any cost that's already been incurred. Costs in the past are called sunk costs. And in terms of making an economic decision, a sunk cost is irrelevant. So we frequently put up this point of marginal cost, marginal benefit, and then and then I, I'm going to be critical of many people in my profession who teach that first-year economics course. They teach it only insofar as they then put up a graph which shows one line which they label MR and another line which they label MC, and they'll have a Q on the horizontal axis and then, then a C and a P on the vertical axis. Are you already confused? You probably should be. Um, and then they'll point to the place where the, the line marked MR and the line marked MC cross. And they'll say, this is the point of profit maximization. And then they'll sort of say, that's the end of the story. Well, no, it's not. There's a whole lot more to it. But the point is, the way I always tell the story is, if you think about if you think about um, going to a to a baseball game and and someone's going to and, and someone's going to sell you hot dogs for a dollar a piece, and you love hot dogs, and that first hot dog is worth ten bucks to you, yeah, because it's you know you're at the ballpark, you're outside, it's part of the ambiance. You got to have a you got to have a hot dog at the game, so you buy the first one. It's and so you'll do that now. The guy comes back and back by, and you can buy another hot dog for another buck. What's is it still worth ten dollars for you for that second hot dog? No, it's not. It might be worth like five bucks, and if it's worth five bucks to you and it only costs a buck, you're going to do that. What's the third one worth? Well, and and then I take you through that, and eventually it says there's a stopping point. There's some point where you stop eating hot dogs, 
And that stopping point is defined as the place where the marginal benefit you get from consuming another hot dog. If you take the word marginal, and everywhere where you see the word marginal, you replace it by the word additional. You've got the concept. So I tell, I tell them I will write marginal benefit equals marginal cost on the board, and I will cross out the words marginal, and I will write the words additional, and I'll, and I'll take them through the hot dog example and a couple other examples. And I can get it in that way. And I don't even draw a graph in my classroom for two weeks. Okay? That's why I can do radio. Because I don't draw graphs for, you know, in every class. I draw graphs in, in some. Certainly if you've been there long enough, you're going to. But you're going to do that. And by the way, John's question is fabulous for uh, the for having... a. Uh, Brandon Wright on the show here in the next hour because decision-making about education should also follow this additional benefit, additional cost, or marginal benefit, marginal cost pr principle. All right, enough of that. We promised you we'd do GDP reports. We're going to do GDP reports. Um, poor poor uh, Wyatt sitting there like, hey, I made all these cuts about, you know, talking about GDP, and you're not playing them. Um, it's a... Uh, Part of the reason why the GDP report kind of went in and out is everybody prepared you for it and everyone wants to go right past it. So I'm, I saved yesterday's New York Times on my desk. U.S. economy gets a strong bounce but faces bumps. Federal aid helps drive record quarter. Rally shows signs of slowing. Get the point? Nobody wants you to believe that was a pretty awesome quarter. Everyone wants you to believe that you're not going to get another one unless there's passage of a stimulus. And that's kind of the question is, what do we really believe that uh, stimulus is, is coming? I, I don't know, uh, but I can tell you uh, President Trump... Yeah, we got a little, little 10 seconds of President Trump on the campaign trail uh, Thursday saying how how happy he was about uh, this particular this particular GDP report. Go ahead and play that clip, Wyatt. Do you see the number today? 33.1 GDP, the biggest in the history of our country, by almost triple. By almost triple. He's right. By almost triple. Well, as I, as I pointed out, um, this is almost the very definition of a dead cat bounce, which sounds so awful, doesn't it? But it's a slang from Wall Street, which goes something like this. If you drop a dead cat out a window from a sufficient height, after it strikes the pavement, it will bounce. And so when you have GDP shut down to the extent it was shut down, um, and, and you have a fall to the extent that it fell, it should not surprise anybody, it should not surprise anybody that GDP would bounce back by this amount. Understand, it's still 2.9% below where it was in, in, in February, or in the first, you know, from a year ago level. You would need 3.5% growth year over year in order to get back to the level it was at the end of 2019. So if you want GDP to have no change between Q4 2019 and Q4 2020, the quarter we're in right now. You would need you would need to get back three and a half percent of GDP in a quarter. So, if you want to figure that out, take your little little calculator, take 1.035, which is one plus three and a half percent expressed in decimal form. And now raise it to the fourth power. And you go, I don't know how to raise it to the fourth power in my calculator. Here's a trick, right? If your calculator has a squared button on it, just press it twice. You should get a number around 15. That's the growth rate that we would have to have in Q4 to completely wipe out the recession of, 20, of 2020 and get back to, back to that level. This is important for two reasons. One, it's a reminder that, that we're likely to have that 
it's a reminder of how deep the recession was in the second quarter. Remember, GDP fell in the first quarter, too, as well as the second quarter, the second quarter being the, the jaw-dropping uh, 30-some 30, 30 percent uh, decline here. Let me go grab my, my table. Um, fell by 31.4%, but it also fell by 5% in the first quarter. So you need to pull this all the way back. And remember, right, since the 33% is off a number that is significantly smaller than the beginning than it was two quarters ago, it's 33% of the smaller number, so you need additional growth. And that num- the answer is about 15%. Secondly, when people say, well, why aren't they calling the end of the recession? Typically, the National Bureau for Economic Research's Business Cycle Dating Committee, the committee that sets the, the dates for the peaks and the troughs of the business cycle, will not call the trough of a business cycle until they see that all of its indicators have gone back to the level they were at the peak. They want to see the end of the of the V. And if it's a swoosh rather than a V, it's likely to be a fair amount longer before the end of the before when did the recession end gets called. Now it might be called all the way back to June or July, but my point is it's going to take some time for them to get there. So if people say, well, why are they hiding the ball? Why are they not telling us that the recession's over? What's going on? They've never operated that way. They've always operated on the basis of of waiting until GDP uh, and the other measures get back to the level they were prior to the end, to the previous peak before they'll call the end of recession. In other words, they don't want to get fooled by a double dip. That's what happened to them in the early '80s, and they and it's like they don't want to get fooled. They 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 hit a double dip, and they sort of tweaked their operating procedures and started publishing their operating procedures to tell why it was they were putting the data out like they were. So so we'll dig into the details here in just a, just a moment, but just wanted to get that out right away. The way the recession is being measured, the way we think about this is going to require GDP to get back pretty much to the level it was in quarter four, and the quarter four level is still 3.5% away It'll probably take a quarter or two, it'll probably take two to three quarters to get back there, and thus you probably won't get a GDP a recession ended call until sometime in 2021. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right 
now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520-800-218-9520-800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. Staff Sergeant Alex. Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member of... And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is 1440. I'm interested in why why it chose this song. It, it, it's Halloween, King. You got to play a little music that goes with the Halloween theme, of course. I guess. Not a big fan of it. Oh. But, yeah. Yeah, I just not. Anyway. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening. Um, coming up next hour, Brandon Wright from the uh, Fordham Institute talking about education. We'll have a little, we'll, so we'll have a little bit of a visit with him there. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're running through uh, the, the GDP report, and I, I've tweeted out to you the two tweets that maybe we'll retweeted them in the last uh, 20 minutes, the two tweets that I would uh, ask you to look for uh here the the first one being something we just talked about how far more does gdp have to come but it's come a long way and as you dig into the data on gdp you see this really this really important uh there's a couple of really important points to be made one we 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 have yet to see the full recovery of of the of the consumer in this and that lack of recovery of the consumer is going to be um is going to be an important part of the story going forward and i think there's still room to run why do i say that the the retweet i just put up to you of of something i posted yesterday is of a graph using a second report that came out it's a personal income report I take personal income and divide it out into into the, some of the categories that are in the GDP report as well. But the personal the personal income data are monthly, GDP is quarterly. So we can get a more a, a, a little bit more granularity, at least on a time dimension, by looking at the personal income data. And it always comes out right at the very end of the month. Um, if I look at goods consumption rose 9.2% uh in the period um that was that was a pretty big number and that i mean it, it didn't rise 9.2% goods consumption contributed 9.2% of gdp growth in the in the second in the in the third quarter after subtracting uh 2% in in q2 services rose 16% because again we could get we could get uh um healthcare again we could get and healthcare but healthcare contributed 7.6% in Q3 it subtracted 7.6% in Q2 um 
food services and accommodations have not come all the way back, but they've come partway, maybe about two-thirds of the way back, uh, and, and so forth. Um, what is the most interesting part of this, though, is by digging in to look at, look at where it's coming from. Durable goods. Motor vehicles contributed 1.8% to GDP all by themselves. Recreational goods and, recreation, and, and vehicles contributed 1% after, and contributed three-quarters of a percent back in Q2. Okay? I've talked, I think I've mentioned this before, I've talked, I talk about monthly to someone that operates a fairly significant RV dealership that has, has lots in a variety of places throughout uh, Minnesota. Um, and they can't, they can't keep inventory on, on, on the lots. It's, it's going off pretty much as fast as they can get it on there. Um, uh, the, um, the the point here is there's consumption, but there's consumption in a specific way. We're consuming more goods. We're not consuming more services. Services still has yet yet to figure stuff out. Another piece that I tweeted at you, and I'm going and it's now should be near the top of top of the top of the KBRSQ. Okay, so if you just search for pound KBRS or look for my Twitter handle at Banyan Show, I have a graphic. I have a graphic for you that shows you that services are still down, and that most of the money that is not being spent on services seems to have have accumulated toward savings. The savings rate went from fourteen point eight percent only to fourteen point three percent. I thought the savings rate in the United States was pretty healthy. Back at the beginning of 2020, when it was running at seven to eight percent, so for it now to be at 14 percent, and it had been much higher, you know, if you go back and look at April, well, there was a lot of savings because you couldn't go out, you couldn't spend, so you'd get this income, and you were, you were being told to stay at home and not buy anything unless someone somebody could deliver it to your door, um, either, you know. That they that's how they would do it, but the services consumption fell dramatically, and and while goods consumption has increased, you can see how much more from this graphic. You can see how much more we buy in services. It's the gray bar on the graph if you happen to be looking at it. Um, and I have that data going back to February, uh, and and you can see that the rest of it's gone to saving. And you can see that we're paying somewhat less in taxes. So there's a little more money out there because taxes are still lower than they were before. Well, that makes sense because fewer people are working than before. We still have 7 million people, probably in excess of excess 7 million people not, not in the job market right or not working right now. And another two to three who, and those are the ones looking for work. There's probably another two to three who aren't looking for work. And as you can see in this, in this graphic, they're not there. That money is sitting there, waiting. That's saving, and and if that compresses to the level of February, which still at seven eight percent is a pretty is is pretty healthy savings rate. Anywhere between five and ten percent would be feel normal. I'll take you back to, uh, before the Great Recession in the early and mid two thousands. The savings rate in the United States was closer to two percent. It's now 14%. I think the consumer has room to run. I think the consumer is willing to, is when the consumer figures out how to interact with others safely in the service sector, when they figure it out, that they have the wherewithal to do so. What they lack is the, what they lack is the willingness is the risk assessment that gets them from no to yes. Right. I was in a I was in a meeting for I'm I'm on the board of a of a nonprofit that does that does uh, that it, that's in the arts and they do they do uh, performing arts they do visual arts it's it's a comprehensive arts organization here in central Minnesota. 
And we're trying to figure out, we have a theater. We're trying to figure out, well, what do we do with that theater? And so, you know, if you think about who goes to see theater, they typically are, okay, as opposed to going to a club where most of the patrons are probably in their 20s, when you go into a theater, if you go to the Ordway or the State, or you come up here to, to our theater in, in central Minnesota, or theaters, we have, we have three, that I that it, about to have a fourth one in this area. Most of the you look around. Most of the patrons are my age. And our and our willingness to go to the theater is a lot less than that of a twenty year old. Makes sense. Corona is more. It is has has a higher a higher death rate for someone in their sixties and seventies than it does for someone in their teens and twenties. Right. Thinking at the margin, right? Right, John? Thinking at the margin. It makes sense that you would see more people more people in, in a in the in the uh nightclubs or bars than you would in the theater. It just it's just normal. But my point is when it's determined, when it's figured out, when we know how much when we know whether or not the vaccine will be out there. And I posted a couple tweets this week about, about the fact that it looks like the data are shifting our expected date of having a vaccine widely available and pushing it back. Not by months or years. It looks like it's being pushed back a matter of weeks, but there's still that uncertainty because we still don't know if any of them are really effective. And as I start to build a forecast for 2021, how can I not take this into account? What I'm saying is, it depends even more on the virus than it did before because there is the capacity for this economy to restart quicker once there's something that people feel is safe and effective to combat corona. And I know that because that savings rate is still hanging in there above 14%. There, are, there is the wherewithal for people to jump back in and have a consumer-led recovery in 2021. But it's not going to happen until that population or that portion of the population gets to be more comfortable. And they're not there yet. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills. But let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. 
Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. She can help you navigate rush hour traffic, even update your shopping list. But most impressive of all, she knows where to find straightforward conversations on investing. Just ask Alexa to play Business Radio 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Bang Show. Mm-hmm. Couple more items on the GDP report here on the King Bang Show, Business 1440. Conversation still happening about favorite submarine movies uh, with the passing of Sean Connery and my claim that uh, Hunt for Red October is the best submarine movie ever made. Mitch Berg will probably have a different opinion. We'll let. He can have that, but he can have it on his show this afternoon, 1 to 3, over on AM 1280, The Patriot. Um, Check him out. He's always fun. Uh, It's worth noting. It's worth noting that the housing market has obviously done fantastically. 2.1% of the the 33.1% GDP growth number comes just out out of new construction of housing. Just out of new construction, not talking about the existing stuff. Okay, It's not coming out of the building of offices or hotels. In fact, those are down. Those will probably continue to be down because a lot of, a lot of non-residential uh, structure investment is for retail, leisure hospitality, and office space. Um, it's not so much for manufacturing or indu- for industrial uses. Um, much more of it goes in, into other places, which are still down a significant amount. Okay, but there's been an increase in equipment uh, expenditures. There's been a there's a significant increase in transportation equipment spending in the third quarter, and 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 those are all important contributors to the GDP numbers. I I wonder if those will continue. So my thought is. Is I'm trying to figure out when will we get back to the zero. I don't think we'll get back there in Q4. The early forecasts for Q4 GDP are in the lower single digits, two to five, six percent. I haven't seen anybody above ten percent, and you need to get to fifteen to sixteen uh, percent. Okay, if you're going to do it all in Q4, and that just ha- that doesn't strike me as being in the cards, right? On the other hand, on the other hand, the one thing that I do think will flip and switch over time, our export numbers are still rose in the third quarter, but our imports, because our consumption grew substantially, and particularly purchases of goods, purchases of goods will often come through as imports, and imports are a deduction from GDP, or I should say, it's a way in which we prevent the double counting because when we count up consumption, we don't measure whether or not the consumption was domestic or, or international. We just say you spent more. We have that number, and then we have to go back and pull back out the purchases of, the purchases of goods, uh, imported goods. And so that subtracted 8%, imports subtracted 8% from the GDP number while exports only added 4.9% to the GDP figure. So that overall, final sales of domestic product only rose 25.5%. Now, if you're thinking about, if you're thinking about claims about how uh, the pre- the, this administration, this, the president's 
trade policies have improved our standing in our ability to, to gain from trade, that should be a number that kind of concerns you. Our domestic purchases rose by 36.8%, but a significant portion of that ended up going to buying goods that came from overseas. We are impor- Our trade deficit has, in fact, risen over the last six months and, is, and stands higher than it did at the beginning of the, of the Trump presidency. In my mind, that's not a bad thing. But in, in the terms of the way in which the administration has talked about trade policy, on their own measure, that's not good. They would consider that a bad. So as I look at the data, the last point I want to make about the GDP figures is inventories got re- were pretty much held steady. All right. There's been restocking, but there hasn't been so much. I think this fourth quarter GDP number that we'll get is going to be significantly higher than the numbers we're, we're seeing right now. We're still seeing numbers being reported, as I mentioned, in, in the 3 to 5% range. I think you're likely to see GDP rise by a high single-digit figure because there'll be continued build-back of inventories in, in the fourth quarter. I also think the GDP figure will rise because I think our reliance on that, that as economies do open up, I think we're going to be able to export more, which is why after we talk in the next half hour to Brandon Wright from the Fordham Institute, after we finish that, I want to come back and talk about what was said, what's going on in, what's going on in Europe, which is, which is really concerning. My concern for that is, how can we export our way out of this recession? How can we get that piece going when it looks like Europe's going to go back into lockdowns? And their European Central Bank uh, uh, president, uh, Christine Lagarde, is, is issuing really, really strong warnings about what's, what's going on. But I want to take this moment to take a little detour uh, to talk to you about talk to you about as you decide to vote, thinking about those down ballot races, and maybe we should spend a little time thinking about what the school board uh, is going to be doing. That's going to be with Brandon Wright from the Fordham Institute uh, here, and and we'll 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 have a little visit with him about what kind of value are you getting for the money you're spending on education. We'll be back after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain I'm often asked that question Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son, founders of Relief Factor Tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal That's right, designed to heal And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. This is the Entertainment Answer. Love watching game shows as a family? Then there are certainly a lot of classic reboots to enjoy. It's time to play The Weakest Link. NBC has The Weakest Link, while ABC brought back Card Sharks and our new old favorite, Supermarket Sweep. Do I get a little competitive when my 8-year-old knows more about brand logos than me? Maybe a little, but my wife schools us both, so I don't stand a chance. Whose brain is not a vital organ? Yes, I am The Weakest Link. You can get more answers right at theentertainmentanswer.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Recently, someone asked if my brother Eric was still around. Eric? 
Are you still around? I am still around, and a lot of things have changed over the years at Kingdom Builders, but one thing that hasn't changed is that we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers. He's the guy that takes care of our gutter side of the business. If you need gutters or a roof, give us a call at 612-900-9166. Or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Hi, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. With the severe weather we've had recently, you may have had some strangers knocking on your door, saying you need to sign something to get weather-related damage on your home covered. We love coming to people's homes for no pressure, no obligation consultations. We don't want you to feel pressure to sign anything. If you'd like an expert from the Kingdom Builders to come take a look at your home or just to talk to you about how the insurance process works, we'd be happy to do that. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. In a lawsuit, a little extra liability protection can go a long way. Call Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. A personal liability umbrella policy from American Family Insurance offers a million dollars or more of coverage over and above the limits of your auto and home policies. And it's affordable. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 